0: Hey, welcome to Trains Live, the Trains.com podcast. Do you like what you hear? Listen, check out this episode in video with a Trains.com unlimited membership. Click the link in the episode notes and watch it today. Oh, wait a minute, not a member? Try our 30-day free trial of Trains.com, the ultimate online portal for anyone who loves trains of any size from any era trains.com it's your home for the most comprehensive roading news and curated video series articles photos and so much more all about trains Hey, remember the scene in the movie where the guy drives up on the, on the big motorcycle and you, you can't see his face because of the helmet and he's, he's dressed all in, in black leather? Well, and then the helmet comes off and the guy isn't a guy. He's, he's a girl. Well, you know what? The same thing happened recently on the Durango and Silverton Narrow Gauge Railroad. I, I'll tell you what, I'll explain. Come on along. This is Trains Live. You're at the Durango and Silverton Narrow Gauge Railway and you go up to the cab after the run to get a picture with the engineer and the fireman, and surprise, (laughs) surprise. You were expecting a couple of guys up there, but no, 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 not anymore, not anymore. In the 142 year history of the Durango and Silverton Narrow Gauge Railway, actually going back to the Rio Grande when they, they built that railroad back in the 1800s, the branch up to Silverton, It has traditionally been men running the locomotives. Well, all that ceased on June 9th of this year, where for the first time in the history of the line between Durango and Silverton, or in the history of the narrow gauge railroad, the Durango and Silverton narrow gauge for that matter, we had an all female engine crew. That's right. The helmet came off and it wasn't a guy. There was a couple of young ladies running the train that day. And with us this morning, um, we happen to have that engine crew, Kyla Breeden, who was the engineer, and Elizabeth Duncan, who was fireman that day. Ladies, welcome to Trains Live. Um, first off, congratulations. This this is a this is a heck of a neat accomplishment for you, really. Um, and I, you know, I've no I have ridden Durango and Silverton a number of times. You know, I've been on steam locomotives, and yeah, you know, it's always those guys in the cab. Why the heck should we have all the fun? So you two <laughs> have stepped in here and have, have, uh, have taken over, if you will. So I guess tell me first, what, what was that first day like when it was, when it was just the two of you? What was the run like?
1: Honestly, it was awesome. Um, it, you know, it wasn't any different, really. Like it didn't feel different. I don't think it really set in until there were just people everywhere you know excited <laughs> to see the difference and um you know we we just did our thing and it was i, I don't think i mean i don't know yeah. i don't think we really realized until we we got to silverton like oh this is this was a big deal i guess you know because to us it's just doing our <laughs> job you know Yeah, okay. it was
2: normal. and then we got to silverton and then there was like a 100 people crowded around the engine and we were like, oh, yeah, oh, this is a bit bigger <laughs> than we thought. <laughs>
1: we wanted to take, take a picture, you know, we'd never gotten to work together in that capacity. And, um, you know, we've worked a lot of trains together as, as trainmen. And, and so we're like, oh, we'll take a picture. And then the next thing we knew, uh, all of the concession staff from the train were, were up there with cameras and wanted to take pictures. And, um, I, I mean, I truly, I think we were just hungry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
2: <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> go, go, go away. I've only got a limited time to eat my lunch. Leave me be. <laughs> <laughs> we don't get
1: used to, you know, taking pictures with kids and families. Sure. And you know, that's new thing. Um, it, it was the crowds. and we sat back in the engine, and, you know, went to turn the train around, and we were like,
0: Wow, <laughs> so when okay, so when when this you know, for you, it started off, it's a regular day, um you know, nice, uneventful run to begin with what what were kind of your feelings, your realizations after this set in as to look what we've done? What were your feelings at that point?
1: Well, um, you know honestly it, I don't think, and I don't want to speak for you, but I don't. I don't think, at least for me, I realized the impact it would make to, especially like little kids. You know, we get all the little girls that come up to the cab, or, or moms, or, um, you know, I, I don't. I don't think I really understood what that meant to them until it was actually a couple days later, and. Uh, an older woman came up to the cab and she was like, this is amazing and told me her accomplishments as being the first woman in an industry. And I, I was like, wow, like I didn't, this is just a job I wanted to do. You know, this is just something I wanted to learn and and figure out how to master if I had the opportunity to and I didn't expect it to have a public impact you know um so Mm -hmm. i think you know it still hasn't quite set in we haven't worked (laughs) together for a little bit Mm -hmm. um so that'll be (laughs) you know that'll be fun but actually uh the day that we worked together um one of the other engineers uh that was working because we ran a double header so there was a second engine and the engineer on that engine um his wife was actually an engineer at at a few railroads um in the past and so it was really cool to be able to work with him and have him you know understand the work that we put in and because he had watched his wife do it and so that really meant a lot to us and to have his um you know guidance and and leadership sure. in that and you know his encouragement too as we started <laughs> to get embarrassed and wanted to run away and hide you know <laughs> <laughs>
0: So uh, okay, so that that's kind of the contemporary feeling that you have. And I, I know working for Durango and Silverton you you have have experienced the history of the line and I mean really how historic, uh, not only the organization you have now, but I mean uh, you know dating back well over a century. And you think about Durango and Silverton, okay, Colorado, the Wild West, a mining territory. Uh, Victorian America, women had a certain place. Um, you know, historically, th- historical perspective, do you feel like you're breaking barriers that have, have been in existence since the railroad existed? Uh, put, your, put yourself in a historic perspective for a moment.
1: Well, we wouldn't have lasted long. We're too mouthy. <laughs>
2: Yeah. It's <laughs> this in the first day.
0: <laughs> OK. Yeah. Somebody would have sent I'm, you packing back east, in other oh, words. yeah. Yeah, they would have been like, <laughs> all right, you're out. The, the crazy women are here again, you know? <laughs> um, they had a few of those in the West. <laughs> oh, they
1: did, yeah. 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 Um, I, you know, I think we would have fit that bill pretty well, actually. <laughs> um, I don't know, I mean, it does It does feel a little bit like breaking a barrier, but I also don't think it was one, you know, I, I think when you like hear about people breaking barriers, it usually comes with, um, you know, some story of, of difficulty and hardship. and hardship in that. And I don't think that that fits our story. I mean, we have really gotten nothing but support um, from the people that, that taught us and, and trained us and wanted us to be successful. You know, we didn't really ever have the the people that didn't want us up there, you know? Sure. Um, so, so while it does feel like breaking a barrier of of, you know, what a traditional role is, it wasn't, not that it wasn't hard, but
2: we didn't get any objections from anyone that, that taught us, right? And we never got any kind of um, special treatment or anything like that that would okay. have, you know, helped our way up. We kind of worked our way to where we are, just by doing our jobs. Mm-hmm. And we, um, I know, I'm I'm not going to speak for for you obviously, but I know that um, we work hard and just do our jobs the way that they're meant to be done, mm-hmm. and. Mm-hmm. Um, earn the respect of those around us. And yeah. we work our way up from there. We didn't have any any difficulty with that.
1: No, and we're really lucky to have, our coworkers are amazing, you know, learning to be an engineer is, you know, it's a lot. It's a mental and understanding, you know, how to react to situations, the sure. mechanics of it, the physics of the way the train moves, and then mm-hmm. you know firing on the other side of that, it's kind of the same um, situation. I mean, it's a huge responsibility and we recognize the work that everyone that came before us put into it and the knowledge that they've learned. So to be lucky enough to have the coworkers around us that are willing to share the knowledge that they had to work really hard for, regardless of, you know, who we are, it it meant a lot. It still means a lot, you know, that I get to come out here and run trains with people that are so smart and have put so much work in and, you know, that we get to work together and that we, you know, that's, it's just incredible. It, It feels surreal and to be so lucky to have those people around us supporting us. I mean, it's it's amazing.
0: You know, for, for folks who might not know Durango and Silverton on the inside, and, and I'm not gonna say I'm an inside expert, but the one thing I have seen about your railroad is that you start at the bottom and you work your way up and you are trained as you go up and as you prove yourself, you attain more and more responsibility, more, you know, better, better operating positions, so on and so forth. And you know, I think if if folks watching today appreciate one thing about the the two of you is that you've been you've been trained, you've been through the program. You didn't just you know walk in yesterday and say, "Hey, I'm an engineer." No, you you have you've you've paid your dues. Is this is this a long term career move for you? Is this is this something that you you always looked and said, "Hey, I someday I want to do this." <laughs> Go well, for it! <laughs> all
2: right. no, I, so <laughs> you know, I grew up in Durango. I grew up near the tracks, so I grew up watching the train every day, oh. um, and it's something that I thought would be really fun to do. Um, at one point in my life. And, um, I did end up working for the train later on, um, in my late teens. Um, and I started operations in my early twenties and I love it. I, I think Durango is home. The train is home. Mm -hmm. Um, and the people that I get to work with are, um, very close, like almost like friends, family. They're very, um, they're very wonderful here. Mm-hmm. And so I think it'd be very hard for me to leave Okay. Um, a place like this. I think this is, I think, more or less a long-term career for me.
1: I agree. It would be so hard to to walk away from... Everything here. I mean all of it. The like she said, the people are amazing. Um, but the work is incredible. The mountains are incredible and just the legacy that (laughs) the people that built the place started. I mean, it would be it's hard to imagine who I would be if I hadn't ended up here. Um, you know, I spent my childhood with my dad exploring old ghost towns and railroads. And so I had love and respect for the history, but it's different when you get to live it and preserve it and try to teach other people about it. And, um, you know, to, to do it from the seats of a steam locomotive. I mean, that's incredible. I mean, how lucky. Like, I mean, people yeah. come up to us all the time. You know, you have the best job in the world. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I know.
0: Th- <laughs> thank you for reinforcing that for me. <laughs> yes, exactly. Elizabeth, um question specifically for you here. Now, um, I know there's been a lot in the last few years about Durango and Silverton converting some of the locomotives to oil. Um, are you are you firing right now on on coal or on oil? Oil. On oil. Okay. So you've you've got a little easier because I, I what I wanted to ask is if you were shoveling coal all day, are you like also working out at the gym later on as well?
2: <laughs>
0: well, that ain't more of a question for her because she
2: <laughs> can fire coal. Um, okay. Um, I have been more or less trained. Uh-huh. to do a little bit of it. If okay. I absolutely had to, I probably could, but sure. that's not my native language.
0: Okay. <laughs> that's <laughs> <spoiler>. <laughs> I, li- I like that, it's not my native language to do that. That's, that's good, that's good. So, okay, when, when the, the two of you started on this adventure, what, uh, what did your family say? What what was the reaction, you know, the the public we've always talked has been, you know, been amazed and a lot of support and your coworkers. What did your family say about about you going out and running steam locomotives?
1: Oh, my dad loves it. He's super jealous.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Cool. All right. right. Oh, yeah, mine too. My dad is a huge Rio Grande fan, and um, he actually got me started on trains at a very young age. Mine too. <laughs> yeah. Me, yeah. Me and, my dad <laughs> and go for the trains. Um. And I was born here. My family uh brought me up here. My dad has loved the trains since he was a kid, so he's very proud.
0: Nice. Nice. That's that's. <laughs> I think that's so 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 good. So enriching because you know sometimes you you know I, I I can think you know sometimes I I you know talk to my mom about my career choices and it's like. Really, you you wanna you wanna do that? What you know? Why don't you wanna be like your dad and be a physicist and a mathematician? Well, mom, because I can't do math. Okay, so. You know. <laughs> <laughs> but to have that support of you, know, hey, mom, I'm gonna go out and engineer and fire on a on a steam locomotive. Good. That is that is that's really cool. So. Um, <sighs> If I remember right, Kyla, you are, are engaged or, or married to somebody else who works there at Durango and Silverton, another one of the engineers? Yes. Okay, all right, so I gotta ask, yeah, gotta ask, what's dinner conversation like? Wow! Uh. <laughs> I mean, this—you know—this this isn't the the typical, you know, come home from the office, put the briefcase down, or you know, if you're working remote these days, you know, come out of the study at the end of the day, and and this is this is a little little different kind of a situation.
1: <laughs> it is. It's a—you know—it's a lot of—you know did the brakes hang up? Do you like this throttle better than this one? Which <laughs> engine is your favorite? You know, it's, you know. he was actually incredibly helpful while I was, you know, training to be an engineer because, you know, he was right there. I could ask him all the questions that I had, um, but that was usually at 2.30 in the morning and he didn't really <laughs> like that. <so>. <laughs> 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 i was
0: As asking a- and,
1: and thought about you know the inner workings of a steam engine uh he he didn't you know it was usually can you just ask me in the morning you ask me? <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay but, you know it's funny.
1: <laughs> now that i am an engineer we were working together the other day and i was firing for him and he was running the train and i was like you take air here, and he was like, oh, we're really going to do this. <laughs> you know? I <laughs> laughing about the way everything's different. Oh, and, my God.
0: You
1: know, I told him I wouldn't get real good at blowing a whistle, so he could still have that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> okay, first off, uh, first off, you get a gold star because I asked about dinner conversation, and you took us all the way into pillow talks. So you get a you get a you get a bonus there. Um, listen, any difficulties at home after this episode airs? I'm I'm not responsible. Okay. Oh no, we're calling uh, you. You're me? <laughs> I'm on the hook for this one. Oh man. Um. He's got any positions open out there? <laughs> Come on down, we'll put you to work. There we go, yeah, there we go. You know, okay, so so the the, the run up to Silverton, and both of you have mentioned this, it is, I mean, it's stunning. It is absolutely gorgeous. Um, and you know, I, I think the first time, the first time I rode Durango in Silverton, you know, I had heard everyone talking about, oh, this is, this is gonna be fantastic, you're gonna love it, it is just great. And, you know, you start out of town and that the first bit going north there, you're kind of going through uh, the valley, ranch lands a little bit. Okay, it's not that exciting. And then all of a sudden it's like, wham, you're, you're in the mountains, you're in the, the canyons there. You know, you're looking you're looking over and it's like, oh, oh man, that, that, that's, that's a long ways down. That is just the whole thing up is just gorgeous when you take it that way. Your view from the cab obviously different than what we're seeing from back in the coaches. And you're obviously looking at different things and paying attention to different things, but you've gotta be appreciating the territory that you're running through. What what do you like most about the run? What's the favorite part of the run? And not necessarily maybe even the scenery, but, you know, some part where uh, where you have to handle the train in a certain way, or um, you know, I think of like when you come across the the one bridge um, and and blow down the locomotive over the bridge. We got the big rainbow. What do you what do you like best about the the trip? What's the the favorite parts?
2: I actually don't know your favorite part, so I'm interested <laughs> to hear. I have two. Okay, so, so <laughs> visually, my favorite part is um, 480.5, okay. that big left hand curve. Yep. Uh, You get a really awesome view of the needles. You see Pigeon and Turret Peak. And it's just big, wide, sweeping curve. And it's steep. steep. It's a steep
1: curve, so you can really hear the engines
2: working through there, too. That's fabulous. Um, My next favorite spot, operationally, is coming up 488. (laughs) Um, That is the steepest part of the line. It's... um, the steepest part's really relatively short. It's about, I don't know, maybe, maybe a mile Even of less. It's really, really mm-hmm. steep track. Um, so, so 4% grade. Okay. So you really have to, um, give it, give it your all. Mm-hmm. Um, the engines are working the absolute hardest. Um, they sound amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, depending <laughs> on who your engineer is, um, some might work the engine a little harder than others. Um, But as a fireman, you really have to be on top of your pressure and your water and you have to have it just in the right spot or you're not going to make it up. (laughs) So um, that's my favorite, favorite part of the trip. (laughs)
1: Um, You know, I think mine's mine's hard and it's kind of changed over the years. There's, you know, there's parts of it that are absolutely beautiful, but they're not my favorite to run necessarily. But there's also parts of it that that are kind of tricky and you know, having to do more than just anywhere on our railroad where you're not just, you know, opening the throttle and letting the train go. Like, I, my favorite part of learning was, and now running were spots where, you know, the grade does, you know, a little like sag or something, and you have to actually, you know, think about what the train's doing, where the last car is, and, you know, you know, take air or adjust the throttle, like do a little bit of a combination of things like something that isn't where it's not straightforward. I like those spots, you know, having to do it a little bit different every day. Um, trying to, you know, make sure that nobody even notices that that's what the railroad does. (laughs) Um, and that was, those were some of my favorite spots to learn. And, And like I said, you know, I had people that were really great teachers. Um, but, you know, also we got some laughs out of like, I don't understand what the train's doing right here. And then, you know, <laughs> as, as I, you know, got more running time and learned more, it started to make more sense. But I will say, I think I agree with you that that, that curve at 80.5, I mean, it's, um, it's beautiful. It's so pretty. You like come around this curve, the engines start working really hard. Mountains. And you can see the river and there's a waterfall across the river and then you can just see the mountains. And my first day by myself as an engineer, so June 8th, my first promoted day, I was coming right there and I was like, man, like, good thing no one ever cries in a steam engine because <laughs> it sure pretty <is laughs> and I just might, you know. <laughs>
0: Is no okay? Is that a, a new rule? No crying in Steve I mean, I know there was no crying in baseball, but oh come on, railroaders
1: <laughs> are so tough. We never shed tears, not one, <laughs> never. <laughs> <laughs> Ask any of the guys; they'll tell
0: you the same thing. I, I'm, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to check the rule books. That's, that's like gotta be, I don't know, rule W Z Y something. Yeah, get <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> yeah, in there in really small <laughs> it. <kids. laughs> <laughs> very, very bottom. Yeah. <laughs> I tell you what, if you cried in that beauty in a steam locomotive, nobody's gonna fault you. Absolutely oh, no, not. Is, not. <laughs> I mean, it's to, to
1: not, I mean, it's so so beautiful and I mean like I was like I can't believe I get to do this like this mm-hmm. is insane yeah. like I can't I can't believe this is what I get to do with my life That I'm getting paid to do this I mean that's crazy.
0: <laughs> yeah I'm having fun and they're paying me to do it what, what better yeah, way to Yeah
1: exactly.
0: <laughs> Out of everything you do what what has been what's been the hardest part what's been the, the toughest um, part for both of you?
1: Honestly, I think for me, it was really making sure that I put in all of the work that I possibly could to be excellent at what I do and to feel like I earned the right to sit in a seat that so many other people that I respect have sat in. I mean, it's, uh, there's big shoes to fill. And Mm -hmm. I know that, you know, we, we make light of it, but really there's, there's a lot of respect and a huge learning curve of how you present yourself as an engineer. And it's not just about running the train. It's about who you are. And to be able to, to look up to the people that taught me and that I got to work with as a fireman for so long, or or even when I was the conductor and they were the engineer and, you know, that team dynamic that you created, like the two of us are going to get it there, you know, no matter what mm-hmm. happens. <laughs> and to, you know, be in that more leadership role and have that really like fall on me a little bit. Um, and, but to, to feel like, you know, I got this, like, I, I know what I need to know to get it there. And I was taught and trusted by people that I look up to. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. a, that feels crazy. And so for them to trust me and, you know, to be able to come to the terms of like, oh, I can do this. Like if they trust me, I can trust me. But to, to know that, I earned the right to be there. I mean that that took a little bit of time. I think she watched some of that, and you know, so did my <laughs> husband. And so did the, you know the people that I worked with? A lot of like, you know, you you know how to do this. Like, you know, don't overthink it. Um, I think that was the hardest thing for me.
2: But you made it through. Oh
1: yeah, and then I mean, it was the same thing. You know, as a conductor, or, I mean, in really any job, like I want to make sure that I do it well and you know i expect perfection and fall short someday maybe i won't but you know perfection's tough
0: you know i I would i would love to take especially your last comments here and and a lot of a lot of the other other things that you have said here today and I, i would love to bottle them and give them to both young ladies and young men and say you know what you can achieve your dreams. You can make it to where you want to go. And, you know, what both of you said is that, that looking up to other people who have come before you and then now realizing that you have earned the right to to sit there and will hopefully also earn the respect, uh, you know, of people for what you have accomplished. And, man, to bottle that and, and give it to youth looking up to to both of you that man you 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 checked off a whole bunch of boxes here as far as paying it forward to the future just just beautiful
1: i think really like that was something that elizabeth and i really were always very clear on like just because we can do something doesn't mean that we're respected in that role and it it has to be i mean really like you said it has to be earned and you know, every day we come to work and you know there's always the chance that you're gonna make a mistake or you know, and some mm-hmm. days no one will ever notice and other days it'll be really obvious. But to be able to own that mistake, never do it again, and have the respect of the people around you to know that you know you're you care. And I think, you know, we act we act silly. We're you know, we <laughs> we're obviously <laughs> friends outside yeah. of here. But it was never not serious to Mm -hmm. us. I I don't think there was ever a day where we showed up to work and, you know, oh, we're just going to mess around today. You know, it doesn't matter. I think that was one thing that you and I never really wavered on is like we take and so does everyone here. But like we take it seriously. We take the way. We run the train the way we do our job, the way we present ourselves, the way we present the railroad and the legacy that it's left. We take it really seriously. So even if, you know, we're silly and we make jokes like we you have to if you want that respect, you know. Yeah. Serious, safe, fun.
2: Yes, exactly. exactly. Yeah. exactly. Yeah. You're not going to be liked if you're going to be, you know, yeah, grumpy and boring and too serious. You, know, you, have to have, you have to, you have to have some sort of balance between um, seriousness and fun. And I think, mm-hmm. I think we should balance it up. Well. I think
1: so too.
0: Fantastic. All right, want to step over to Mr. Bob's railroad bookcase for a moment. Stick around. We're gonna, we're gonna come back to you in just a second here, folks. A whole bunch of stuff on the bookcase today. Good stuff about Durango and Silverton. Um, where to even begin? Let's um, <clears throat> let me grab this one over here. Durango and Silverton: Photographic Celebration by Sam Furukawa. And I want to bring in another book right away uh, from up here on top of the bookcase. Um, one titled An American Classic. The Durango and Silverton Narrow Gauge by Robert Royman. Um, both of them again, little older books, I and mean, we're finding a lot of little older books here on the on the bookshelf. But both of these are just incredible pictorials of the railroad. And you know, as much as as looking at pictures is is a you know, it's a neat. Th- there you go. I mean, you could you could like. Use that as your pillow and fall asleep on a beautiful photo like that. But, listen, use use these books as a guide. Wet your appetite. You won't experience Durango and Silverton until you get there and and ride and you know hopefully have Kyla and Elizabeth as your engine crew. But you got to go see this. These two books, great pictorials, just to kind of give you an idea. Maybe plan your photography while you are there. Um, but you know, read up on a little history, but you still got to go and see this thing. Um, the ladies this morning mentioned uh, a couple of mile posts um, along the route. There is a book by Doris Osterwald, uh, "Cinders and Smoke," and this is a mile by mile guide to the Durango and Silverton. And as you open it up, yeah, we go mile post by mile post. Talking about the railroad, uh, maps um, of various places along the way, uh, some black and white photos. But if you want to kind of do a deep dive, uh, and and find out, you know, really that mile by mile, this is the one you want to take and look up. Cinders and smoke, Doris Osterwald, um, again a guide to the Durango and Silverton, and of course, you know what, us adults can't have all the fun. Probably one of my favorite kids books, All Aboard, A True Train Story by Susan Kuklin. And this one, all the photographs come from the Durango and Silverton. And it's a fun little kids book to read. And you get to again, see some great pictures of the railroad, but tell you what, if you take and are gonna read this one to uh, your favorite youngster, uh, the All Aboard, the title, you can't just go all aboard. It's got to be all aboard. You got to do it just like the conductor does it. So some great books on the bookshelf here today uh, on the Durango and Silverton. Check them out, folks. This is, you know, library and museum material. And don't don't just live this railroad through the books. You got to take and go there and actually experience it. And hopefully get Kyla and Elizabeth as your engine crew <laughs> ladies this this has been a heck of a neat conversation with you this morning and you know I like I said I, I haven't been through Durango and Silverton training you know have never never worked there yeah it, it would be a very cool thing to do but you, you two just exude the the fun the the this, the the serious railroading yet fun and the enjoyment you know traveling through a, a really a uh, historic area on a on a beautiful beautiful uh, line and um, you know when i had had seen the first couple of pictures of you two after your run on on june 9th as the first all female crew it was just like i got to talk to these two young ladies this this just looks this is exciting <laughs> this is exciting so it's been it's been a lot of fun having you along this morning
1: well thank, thank you thank for you. having us it's you know i wish uh, there were it's so hard to explain how amazing our job is and why we love it. There's just not enough words yeah. in our time, <laughs> really. <laughs> so thank you for helping us do that. <laughs> great,
0: great. You two keep having fun. I, I want to get out there again and ride sometime soon, um, and and hopefully meet the two of you live and in person and you know, run into some of the other folks that I, I still know from, from Durango and Silverton. So thank yeah, you so much. we love to have you. <laughs> All right. <laughs> hey, that is gonna wrap it up for this episode of Trains Live. Um, listen, kombakhobbystore.com, Um, You gotta pick up the Tourist Trains Guidebook there. There's information in that book as well about Durango and Silverton, as well as over 500 other tourist railroads and museums in the country kombakhobbystore.com, check that out. Uh, Trains.com, hey, if you're a subscriber, you already know there's new content being put up there every day. Tons and tons of great stuff across all of our publications. Um, Trains.com, wanna see you surfing the pages there. And of course, as always, I really would like to see you behind the issue of Trains Magazine really soon. Do you like what you hear? Listen, check out this episode in video with a Trains.com Unlimited Membership. Click the link in the episode notes and watch it today. Oh wait a minute, not a member? Try our 30-day free trial of Trains.com, the ultimate online portal for anyone who loves trains of any size from any era trains.com. It's your home for the most comprehensive railroading news and curated video series, articles, photos, and so much more. All about trains.